Hello. Hi. Coming to you through the electrical impulses of the internet, it's F That Noise. Featuring Mike Burnett, Keith Reeve, Jamie Klein, Pete Melia, and Steve Taylor. It's a brand new year. 2020. Episode 6 of F That Noise. I am Keith Grieve here with what we affectionately call the boys. It's Steve Taylor. That was where you're supposed to chime in with your voice here, Steve. <laughs> Pete Melia. Moving right along. I Pete Melia. I never, I never know when you're done flapping those gums of yours. <laughs> is, that, is that where you're going? Anyway, Pete Melia. <laughs> Mike Burdick. Uh. And Jamie Klein. Ah! <laughs> Dear God, it's and this is without alcohol, like episode uh, no, four no or whatever it was. No, uh, no, 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 no alcohol around here. <laughs> All right, and reminder: uh, these episodes are brought to you by TrashmanMedia.com for the latest Blu-ray and DVD reviews, including videos and interviews. Check out Trashman Media at www.trashmanmedia.com as well as on Twitter and Facebook. All right. So, let's get right into it. The drive of the week. Mr. Klein, what do you have cooked up this week? All right, this one, this is, uh, this, this is going out to Pete right here. This is a classic film that we used to watch all the time back in grade school. Uh, this is from the 1979 Walter Hill classic, The Warriors. And this is a scene <laughs> where David Patrick Kelly um, is looking for the Warriors, and... Uh, He's at a convenience store and he grabs some food and he, he's not going to pay for it. So uh, here's the scene. Hey, what about the money you owe? The what? The money you owe. The what? Hey, what about the money you owe? The what? The what? The what? The what? The what? Right. Oh god, it's hilarious! <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> that guy drives everything. I mean, I, I can't think of any examples. Help me out right now. Oh, uh, uh, forty-eight hours. Every um, that guy's in, he annihilates things. Oh, uh, there's that Bruce Willis movie. Steve, what was that Bruce Willis movie? He was uh, Last Man Standing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he plays the mobster. Drives, uh, Dreamscape. I know he drives something in that movie too. See, his favorite line of mine though wasn't a drive. Per se, it's in Commando when Commando. Randon Chong turns it down. He calls her a fucking whore. Yeah. That just kills me. <laughs> kills me. Yeah, that is pretty. Funny. Never has anything like... nice to say. I love it. Yeah, no, that guy's eighty-seven. <laughs> Recently, a, he's been like in a uh, uh, like a handicapped Sean Penn or something. Oh, Sue. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know. No, recently he's been in the John Wick movies. He has a small role in those. Oh, nice. And he's and he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he plays the guy that cleans up all of the bodies. Like, they call him to clean up the dead bodies and make everything disappear. He's, he's like a... What? Yeah, he's that. <laughs> Works for Jeffrey Epstein. Oh! What? Oh! Oh! So how you doing, boys? Um, pretty, pretty oh. hey. everyone, everyone have a good holiday? Yeah, happy new year, everyone. Yeah, happy yeah and, and happy birthday, Jamie. 
No. Oh, thank you. Yes. I'm right. an old man. Yes, one, you are. Exactly one month older than Keith. But not as That's old, right. And, but not and as now old you're as only Mike. three years younger than Jay, or, uh, Matt, Mike. Really? Are you sure? Who, who were you talking about? Which one was it, Steve? Are you sure? You settled on that one. Listen, land, land the plane, the old, Steve. The land old, the plane. The older I get, the more I get like my mother. Oh, whoa. Brian Taylor being nude. All right, so for this episode, uh, the boys put our heads together here and came up with a topic that uh, we feel could could be quite entertaining, and that is... Back in the old days, the prank phone call, and uh, more to the point, how the era of the cell phone has probably killed that art form. Uh, Jamie, Pete, Steve, there's one story that stands out. I forget, I forget if everybody was around for it, but the infamous—I uh, don't want to say—I can't say a name here, but you know <laughs> who I'm talking about—the infamous prank phone call oh. that we. You fucking with me? Man. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep, you knew exactly I, I, what I was talking about. Do we need about. to explain what prank phone calls are to many of our younger audience members out there? <laughs> Do you know how many of the people that listen have no idea who the Jerky Boys were? Oh God, yeah. and how right? big it's funny they you say were that. back in the day? It's funny you say that because I was thinking about this topic and I was talking to my daughter. My daughter does prank phone calls all the time. No, <laughs> that's awesome. And. <laughs> How though? Yeah, and she she what did you, what did you say? How? How though? Because there's caller ID everywhere. Because they because the kids know about prank phone calls and they know about apparently star six seven. And you that put star six around? seven. Yeah, that's star six works. seven. You put before the phone call and then it's completely you know a private call. It comes up as the caller ID is something like private caller or something like that or unknown, and then you can you can prank away. What was star six seven? Really. Yeah, that's that's that uh, that if you wanted to number? phone sex, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that Jesus star Christ. six six might have been the uh, the callback. Yeah, that was the automatic. The, somebody the, calls you and hangs up. You start yeah. six six and it yeah. Rewires. Now that that's the that one our thing. Greatest fear that, back then. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing I <laughs> I asked her. I said I said, can they still call you back even though they don't know your number? Like, can they do the callback? And that she didn't know because which kind of sucks because she's done a ton of them. <laughs> keep in mind, Mike. Mike, how old's your daughter? Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but she's one of the she's one of those badass eleven year olds you'll ever meet. Yeah, it's true. But along this is true. Along in this in this vein, I, when you say prank calls, I have to remember sophomore year when the code to call like every classroom had a speaker in it. Oh and, my god! Oh my god! How to call? Oh, so wait a minute. So you're talking about. The call. You're talking about like an intercom system as opposed to a prank call, right? Yeah, it was, it was the intercom system. So like every classroom had a speaker where he's like, Mr. Burdick, could you please send Jimmy down to the principal's office? Like crap like that. But the code oh. got out and <laughs> multiple yeah, people. Know. Yeah, the, <laughs> the worst thing that happened was I got, a, I got a hold of that code. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was the worst thing. I got in so much shit. What did you – so tell that story now because we're all adults okay. now. So Well – well, that's a matter I mean, of opinion. I mean, there's like a hundred of them. I mean, I, I was doing it in every classroom. And I would run into the library, go into the back room where they had computers. And that was the new thing then. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They had computers. I wouldn't say the computers are new, but they were just getting them in and everyone's using the computers and stuff like that. And I would go and they had a phone back there. 
So I'd take the phone, you hit that code, and then you enter the room number. And you waited, and it did like a boop. And then you could hear like an echoey sound, and you could say whatever you wanted, and you hang up. So <laughs> I was calling, you know, making stupid remarks left and right, left and right. But the one that got me in trouble was this one teacher. He was totally clean shaven. And one weekend, he came in with a beard, and his <laughs> name was Mr. Ward. It's all burdicked out. And the guy, the guy had a the guy had a stick up his chin. This guy sucks. But, I never noticed. Um, I, I I I went in and uh, I had a few choice words about his beard and hung up. Well, you, yeah, you, you, you can't <laughs> say no. You gotta say what you said. I'm trying to remember. Honestly, would I say Ward shave your fucking beard? Yeah, that's that? what. That's the way I heard the story. <laughs> if I were a betting man, I would say that you absolutely said that. That's exactly <laughs> how I heard the story. I think it was because I remember. Someone goes, oh, that's Jamie Klein. And I got, you know, I got in trouble. Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I didn't mean to get yeah, in trouble. Right. Uh, yeah. oh, you know, I don't know if anybody knew that was us doing that. Did, did that ever get out? Like, because that was going on for ages. It, Again. It did, it did get out. I got pulled in uh, with, you know, the principal talked, Mr. Adams talked to me and everything. Oh, Grizzly Adams. Like, yeah. a, uh, like a true 80s man, I just denied everything because I knew there was, you have no proof. There's no recording. You know, again, again, if you're a betting man and you know it's the guys that are doing bacon down the hallway (laughs) or in Keith's case, throwing books down when he gets kicked out of class or that wasn't until senior year or 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 Pete jumping on the library uh, wall up on the window just to get the reaction. I think (laughs) who was who was breaking, stealing and breaking light bulbs? Was that Dale Lazaro? Oh, oh, yeah. It's Andy Pence or something. Oh, I, I, I remember somebody had a locker full of light bulbs. Allegedly. Just... Allegedly. Oh, yeah, Allegedly. Place them fast enough, yeah. <laughs> every, every exit sign in the school was out. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I remember, I remember seeing the, the light bulbs from the exit signs going out or missing. Yeah, yeah. Going missing. That's it was why they were going out? Jesus. <laughs> oh, I, I, never, I never got in trouble. So, long story short, I just denied it and. That was it. I didn't do it again. I, I didn't want to, you know, press my luck there. But I, I got to tell you, though, you must have collected those numbers because you when I worked at I worked everywhere in Webster at one point or another. But I worked in uh, in Walmart and you and Matt Oaks came in and you, you found the code to the to the intercom there in Walmart. Oh, yeah, you I did start- it with the uh, Wegmans also. Wegman's also. I think you yeah, we, may yeah, have Wegmans done it. And tops and, yeah. yeah. I think you yeah. may have done it at Hagedorn's. There was yeah, a... Just for everyone that's listening, all these places are like supermarkets. Obviously, everyone knows what Walmart is, but like these are like local supermarkets around our area. When I was working in New Jersey for the Wegmans, <laughs> there was a way to call the intercom of a store from your cell phone. Ooh. Like you had to be an employee to know the number. That's but insanity. They were like trying to figure out because like people would, would get would quit and whatever, and all of a sudden you'd be like in the store at night and you're like, dude, and some kind of insanity over the loudspeaker, or whatever. <laughs> and oh, it wouldn't be that. anybody in the store. I didn't know. I didn't know regular people had that kind of initiative. You know, that aren't that aren't that weren't like us. And yeah. <laughs> other people were going crazy too. But like I used to do like with to coworkers, like peers, I'd call them from other stores and pretend to be like uh, somebody from IT. And I'd have them like taking apart registers, and I'd be like, mm, "Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Try this." <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> oh, start Jesus, breaking up like you know halfway into it, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, going back to uh, 
prank phone calls like I, I don't know Pete 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 and I've known each other since we we're five I and mean, we've been prank calling people back when we were like in grade yeah. school Pete if do you remember a prank phone call chances are it might have been us <laughs> yeah most likely it was um but the best was uh we're in our like pre-teens do you remember we we just took a phone book and just started we opened it up and just started dialing numbers just random see who answers and we got oh, yeah. like a group of older girls. Now we're about 12. So these girls are probably like anywhere from 16 to 17 years old. And of course, Pete and I just started to say the most immature, dirtiest shit to these girls. And they got into it. And you and I were completely <laughs> blown away. It was like an eighties movie. We're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and then we were looking at it. We're like, Oh, what's the address? And we're like, Oh, I don't know where this is located. We're like trying to think of like, what if we go on our bikes and try to find this address? Like, like, he's like, <laughs> Young kids are going to get laid, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. It's um, awesome. But we, oh, we just, we, some of the... Pr- that was crazy because we, we, we really pushed the envelope and we just assumed they'd act like everybody else did and just kind of scream and yell at us and hang up or something. But no, they dialed it up even more and we just didn't know what to do. Yeah, that blew us away. You're like, what? Wait, wait, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. You want to do what's my what? And then you went through puberty. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but, oh, God, the prank calls were the best. They were so much fucking fun and doing that shit. And then, like, like you <laughs> you do it. The, the best was, like, when you would call back, like, later, like an hour or so later and start doing the prank call again, just pissing them off and pissing them off. Uh-huh. And it was – but if you got pranked, you're like, oh, Fucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hate to say it, but the people that would lose their marbles, oh, they were so much fun. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Pete, do you remember when I uh, called the, uh, the the twins? Yeah. <laughs> two sisters? Do you so, remember that? Well, so I'm trying not to say names. Don't say names, but what's the story? Yeah. Well, the, I, I, there's two twins. And I called and I got one of them on the phone. <laughs> I said, hey, if I, if I fucked your sister, would you feel it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy you shit. never got an answer to that either? Uh, no, I think I, the answer was basically, who is this and all that. And, of course, my answer was, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we right. don't believe in science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, like... This one guy, okay, Keith is talking about this one one guy. We can't name names, but there's this one guy. It was just a complete dirt bomb, and uh, he was just, he was he was a piece of garbage. This guy, but he had this weird voice that he sounded like this. And he always want to fight people, all that stuff. And his, his line was, "You fucking with me? Like his voice." It was basically our version of Bobcat Goldthwait. Just, just so you, just so you guys know, I don't think not naming names is helping all that much. <laughs> <laughs> the, best, the best was calling this guy up and doing his voice and saying, "I'm you." <laughs> and he would get so pissed. Oh, he got furious. Oh, fuck you, kick your ass! I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Jamie, but you would even do like the little shit, like calling, like obviously before we all had cell phones. 
I remember a story a time where you called Mike's house and he wasn't home and you told his mother to tell him Eric Shun called. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Did I really miss that? <laughs> yeah, you did that. Did you call him back? No, I was... I called him back, and, you know, we had a good conversation. I don't know what happened. I, I, was, with Mike, I was with Mike when we went back to his house, and his mom said, Oh, Mike, Eric Shun called. And I didn't... And I didn't get it. I didn't catch on. Mike just smirked and just kind of nodded. Okay, mom. And then she walked away, and I go, I, I don't get it. He's like, it was Jamie. <laughs> so, mom, if you're listening to this broadcast, it was Jamie. It was Jamie. <laughs> oh, Christ. She's been asking me about that for years. I bet. Just like, just like Steve's mom keeps asking him about the Canadian driving instructor. Story. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um. No, but as you were saying, for those who don't know, don't remember, prank calling back in the day. I mean, the Jerky Boys were so popular, and for the uh, they were a, a comedy group that would do prank phone calls, and they released a lot of albums. But that started and, as under, an underground. They actually, underground. But then they actually got so mainstream, they made a movie. If you remember the Jerky Boys movie, yep. Right. Like pranking was so mainstream, and partially them and the Simpsons. That was the biggest running gag of Bart calling Moe's right. Tavern, and yeah. But I, I I listened to some of the Jerky Boys the other day, and I forgot how funny they were and how big they were. Like I mean, it was underground, but it was massive. I remember oh, everyone at school had the tapes. Remember, we're borrowing each other's tapes and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh God, it was insane. And then they finally released it on tapes. CD. But I mean, like think about that in the grand scheme of life. These guys made prank phone calls and rode that shit all the way to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Never give up and on your even, dreams, kids. I can't yeah. even Im- imagine the amount of money they made off of those tapes. I mean, they, they had to have sold just tons of them. I think so, yeah. They, they had to have been But, you know, I, I was thinking, talking about the prank phone calls. I mean, obviously people still do it because there's that TV show Crank Anchors. Yeah. That's on Comedy uh, Central and stuff. It's, I don't think it's all that funny. Um, but it's because if you're on television, you can't really. Yeah, you can't. Well, I don't know this, but I don't know this, but I would think that if my if my daughter's doing so many that it's got to be online, like it's um like they're like right. people are recording them all over the place, right? Like the right. See, I've yeah. seen some modern ones, and the problem is 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 the kids nowadays do not have imaginations, right? And, and so it goes from trying to be funny to just being vulgar. And it's like uh, vulgarity's okay, but you gotta like you some of the ones you were talking about, Jamie, you know, you you gotta have a purpose behind it and then you can tell them to fuck themselves. You know, you gotta be able to have a start to it. Now it's just like <laughs> you're fucking stupid and hang up the phone. It's like that's not funny. Right. Well, well it's it's also that, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the telephone was like the main source of communication back then, and like you had no idea who it was who was calling, right? You had to walk over, pick Absolutely. the thing up, right? You didn't really have anything at your disposal to say, okay, this isn't legitimate, or it is. If somebody could lead you on for a while, and we used to be able to do that for a long while mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Oh yeah, um, I mean, you could really have something there. We had some classics. But oh, that's a, now, I still remember was, um, Rex Wesleyan 
I remember calling Roberts <laughs> Wesleyan and pretending I was I was I was upset by being there because it's a you know Christian college and I acted like I was a Jewish guy and he had no friends or anything like that and I tried to keep him <laughs> on as long as I could. Oh my and then I start then I just turned into a big pervert. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could have heard that call. <laughs> but he's, Pete, you bring up an interesting point because. And it was e- easier in the old days because everybody just answered the phone without thinking. Now you oh, get yeah. if there's an unknown number or you start sixty seven it or whatever and it's blocked, you just don't answer it. You let it go to voicemail, see who it is. It's not the same kind right. of phone culture these days. That's true, but the businesses still work. <clears throat> you know, I would think, and and uh, they have. But to. I think that's what was. What's that? They have to answer the phone. So. Yeah, they have to. But I would think that I would think that to to that same point is that when you had the jerky boys as sort of like a guide, you know, you look at them, they would, they would clearly be answering like ads and like, they'd have a premise to call. Like the one that I'm thinking of is when he called for like to, to sell cars. So obviously there was a, you know, a need for at some dealership to sell cars and he answered some ad and that's how, so he got someone that actually wanted to talk to him, mm-hmm. you know, and then he kind of he built it from there. So to Steve's point, it starts with a solid purpose, and then it works its way out, and then you can just like totally just house them. Yeah, once you know you have them on the hook, you can just totally fuck with them. What? That? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna name names too much. Yeah, and I'm not gonna name names, but um, I, I know that uh, when we were in school, there used to be a number of people that uh, used to used to get it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like a, you had a target list for print calls? Not necessarily. It just really was somebody just popped into your head and was like, oh, I, it's, "It's their turn tonight." <laughs> the number has come up. <laughs> and I, I don't think I don't think it was I don't think it was uh, uh it was like ever like somebody to be picked on. I think it was always somebody who had it was always like someone who had done something, and it was like it was the way you kind of like you know address that. I guess. Yeah. And also well, the I person how the person could be too. What's that? <laughs> 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 Jamie, Jamie, what was the last thing you said? <laughs> Never mind, it's over. I, I, I I'm pretty know. sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. The hell with it. I need to hear it again, though. Yeah. <laughs> Glutton for punishment. No, I was going to say, um, I still remember working at Hagenorns and they gave us a list of everyone's phone number you know, in case, you know, Oh, I, you can take my shift. You can take my shift, all that stuff. Oh my God. I remember calling this one guy. He was in uh, he was a few sandwiches short of a picnic. All right. So I called this at one Hagenorns? guy. Up and I, yeah, can you believe it? Um, and I called him up and I, I told him, I tried to disguise my voice and sound like, um, uh, one of the owners, Dale Vance. And, um, <laughs> I uh, basically I fired the guy, <laughs> and I don't remember him ever coming back. Shut up! I did not. I never knew God. this. Um, because I soon after I quit Agonorms almost right away. So my la- I think it was maybe a week or two. So I may have fired the guy. I don't know. He didn't work a whole lot. He was like one of these uh, uh, dopes that would work like once a week or something like that. Mm. You fired the guy. But um, I just say he even asked why, which was great. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> I just feel like we're gonna have to let you go. I'm like, yeah, it's not enough hours for everyone. Nice oh my god! Like, 
and the best is I was I was by myself. Like, <laughs> You're just I'm doing like, it doing it for your own breath. satisfaction. Yeah. What else is I gonna do? Jesus Fuck Christ. It. You were Jesus a, Christ. You were a sadist. <laughs> was? Was <laughs> yeah. stupid point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got about five minutes left in this episode. Uh anybody watch the Golden Globes last night? I did. I, I unfortunately no. did. I, I, I haven't watched an award show in so long. It's not worth it. Well, I watched it for only one reason. It was Ricky Gervais. And he had a couple funny lines, but the most part, it was awful. That monologue, well, everyone's making a big deal about that monologue. And there were some funny parts, and I liked that he made fun of everybody. But for, for the most part, I was like, huh? It died. Like, he had I, I some jokes that monologue. completely died. Oh, see, I, I laughed my ass off of that monologue, but it was more mean spirited than anything. But yeah, fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I thought he was. I thought he was funny from beginning to end, but I also found it really hypocritical because he's pre, he's the same. He's in that same group that he's mocking out, and he's he's basically talking. I mean, he managed in the middle of all those jokes, telling people off because they this and that. That his you know his series had been on Netflix, and he's got a new one coming up. I mean, he. he 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 was basically mocking everybody. Oh yeah, you know you're thinking of yourselves, and you know don't preach and do all this stuff. But then he did the same stuff. The whole the whole statement was a political statement. Yeah, yeah. but I mean he's yeah. a lot of the stuff he said though. If you watch the previous like two that he hosted, the I don't care is my last time. He said that all those last two also. It's like he he kept reusing shit he used this he said in other ones, and that's what kind of turned me off. Because I love the like when he first did it a couple times ago, but then now it's like, dude, it's fucking old. Come on, it's gotten old. Yeah, oh, everyone knows you're going to say that. I don't give a shit. And I don't care. And you're all pampered and pompous and all that. I heard that before. I want something. He's a funny fucking dude. Like I want something different. Oh, he's always you know? funny. But uh, yeah, yeah. He's and I, got, you know, he's, he's got a weird. Like when he's not like I watched the, the 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 British version of The Office and when he's in character he's he's amazing, but when he like his stand up and even like in the comedians and cars getting coffee episode, he's got a like a I don't want to say weird, but you almost don't know whether or not he's he's taking offense or like you know, I, I, clearly he's a comedian and he's got thick skin I, I get that but it's something about his facial expressions and his delivery it's just like you're not quite sure how to take some of the things come out of his mouth. And, well, I, and I got that I vibe if, with the monologue last night. I think if you, if you look at any, any artist, any creative person, and I would dare say, especially comedians, you're talking about people that use their pain to, you know, in terms of what they do. And if you, if you have any doubt about how much pain and you talk about like him get, taking offense or whatever, if you have any doubt of how much pain this guy's going through or what he's putting into his work, you watch this show that he's talking about on Netflix, this afterlife. Mm. Anyone see it? No. I saw it. Yeah, the whole premise is the guy is in love with his wife, and before the show starts, she's died of cancer. So he's resolved himself that he's just going to kill himself. So before before he kills himself, he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants. So he's gonna t- he's gonna tell people anything that he's ever wanted to tell them, and he's gonna do anything he wants to do. That, and it's whole it's only like eight something like eight episodes, mm. but it's so freaking seven. It's so. Like it's it's funny, but it's really dark, and it really mm-hmm. gives you an insight into what kind of guy this this guy really is in real life. Because it was all him. He created. What? 
I don't know, for money. (laughs) (laughs) No, the only positive I took, I was happy once upon a time in Hollywood got so many. Like, I'm I'm happy Tarantino. I love that. That's that movie's just. His speech pissed me off. Who, Tarantino's? Yeah, he's such a fucking douchebag now. He is a douchebag. He's He's always been a douchebag. I should. Yes, he's just gotten worse and worse. It's, no, he hasn't. You know, just, you like, are, I want to thank myself, and uh, uh, this is dedicated to some guy that no one, not even I, have heard of. And it's just such a fucking dude. Man. I'm just you go back. Like, you go back to after this. After we're done, go back and look at some of those interviews after Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. He oh, was yeah, doing I'm the sure. exact he's, same stick, you know. Yeah, mm. but it's like he's at a award show. Just start to get more. It's just, it's old now. It's kind of like what you guys were saying about Gervais. That's how yeah. I am with Tarantino. I'm just sick of this guy. I'd rather him just make a good movie. He did this year. Yeah. Rather him just come up accept um, his award. Oh, with his oh hateful eight! That was a couple of years ago. No, Once Upon this time movie in you didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jamie? Oh, I think frigged. Oh, what? I loved it. I loved it. It's oh, one yeah. of my favorites. Uh, no, I wouldn't say no, the most disappointing films here. Wow. Would you wow. say I not care for it? My oh most my disappointing film in the year. No, I couldn't stand it. Holy it's shit! Cool. The only thing I can say bad about it was too long. Well, the rest of it was no, that's, beautiful. That, that's you're absolutely too long. I, I saw I saw on the internet right there's now. there's a director's cut coming out next year that adds almost an hour. Jesus, come on! Jesus Christ! All these fucking directors, all these movies, every fucking movie now has got to be like three hours long now. Yeah, it is everything. That's fucking changed. comedies now are like two hours. Like, and yeah, it's. Like, they're trying to compete with TV series and stuff. Yeah, it's hard to yeah, tell a story. Well, they, they think TV has gotten better than movies now. Well, let's let's be honest. Like Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese, they make long movies because they can. Right, and they don't yeah. they don't have to they don't have to edit anything. If they, I mean, to tell you the truth, they, their movies, like Keith just said, they're doing the the cut this longer. Their movies are originally longer. than but they know that they can create three-hour movies and people will watch them and they'll be nominated for all the awards. They're not – but I still think that both those movies have – you know, we've talked about The Irishman already. But I, I think both those movies have a quality to them. They're, they're, they just need to be – I think uh, Tarantino's editor fell off a cliff a couple movies ago. But like <laughs> – no, she literally did. She, Sally Mason <laughs> fell off a cliff and she did. I, and ever since then, I don't. I'm not making a joke. And ever since then, his movies. <laughs> I, I know. I know you're being serious. It's just the way it came out. I didn't know. I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> I guess I said it in a funny way, but yeah. But yeah, uh, no. It's it's uh, ever since she died, he's he's cut. He hasn't cut very much at all. She got Doug Kenny. Oh my God! They killed Sally. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did. I I told Audrey this, and you guys know I used to watch Golden Globes and Oscars and all that. This officially is the last award show I will ever watch. Yeah, I, I look, said that so I'm officially done. done. Look, to me, it's about the movies, and I I I was mad a long time ago when they started giving certain movies awards, and it just. It just blew my mind when movies that you couldn't even sit through were getting best pictures and mm. they, they nominated that pig movie or whatever the hell happened. Or and Forrest Gump winning instead of Pulp Fiction. No, well, no, but Tarantino actually said he's glad that happened. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um, 
But the the idea is that these it's about the movies for me. And this one was awful. I think this one was awful because more than anything, the mood was just a certain way. It doesn't matter where you fall. And I don't want to get into politics, but it doesn't matter where you fall in the spectrum. The mood of everybody was shitty. And it was mm-hmm. from beginning to end. It doesn't matter whether they're Hollywood elite or whether it's the guy that's that's hosting the show. Everybody from beginning to end was in a really bad mood. And, really? and it was it was it was just coming off as like nobody wanted to be there. No one. I mean, the people that yeah. won the wars were, of course, happy, but it didn't matter. It just was very. It was. It brought me way down. Normally, you could, I like. Yeah. yeah, you could tell every actor that was from Australia. Like if you saw Nicole Kidman and, and Keith Urban, yeah. they looked. I mean, of course, their mind is elsewhere because Australia is all on fire. They mm-hmm. looked miserable through the entire thing. I don't think they laughed once. They never <laughs> smiled, and it's because yeah, they shouldn't even have fucking gone. Like they obviously were seven as hell. Well, it's yeah. because they didn't get a nice prank phone call from me or Pete. Good segue. Good segue. All right. And I think. And oh, wait before we wait before we finish. uh, Joaquin Phoenix is freaking out of his freaking mind. Oh, he's crazy. Oh, yeah, he's he's awesome. Gone. Total bad. I loved his speech. I loved his speech. All right. Yeah, I I heard a little about that. I didn't see it though. Watch it. It's must interesting though. It's must see crazy TV. That'll do it for episode six here of F That Noise. We'll be back next week with all new mayhem. Follow us on the socials. Go to trashmanmedia.com. See you next week, Drew Beard. That's pretty much it. <laughs>